This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Holy Spirit continues to set hearts on fire with the love of Christ and inspire people to bring the good news to a world that is aching to hear it. Welcome to Blazing the Trail, a weekly show dedicated to the church's mission of evangelization. Now, here's your guide on this grand adventure, Catholic singer, songwriter, author, and speaker, Miriam Marston. And welcome back to Blazing the Trail here on Mater Dei Radio. My name is Miriam Marston, and it's a joy to be with you each week as we explore what it looks like to live out the Christian faith with courage and hope today. I have something just a little different in store for this episode. If you've been following this program for the last three years, then you'll know that I've shared a number of stories that include my wonderful nieces and nephews. So I thought that for this episode, I would actually interview them and hear some of their thoughts about Jesus, the faith, and the church. So after I got the green light from my sister and my brother-in-law, I sat down with four of my nieces and nephews. I do have two more, but they're just about three years old and perhaps not quite ready for an interview. So I'll have to check back with them in a few years. Now, the reason I share a lot of these family stories isn't just because I'm a devoted aunt. It's also because I'm genuinely inspired by the witness of faith that children offer. And this had been on my heart for a while, to hear the voices of a younger generation of Catholics. Remember what Jesus says when His disciples asked Him who was the greatest in heaven. As we hear in the Gospel of Matthew, He called a child over, placed it in their midst, and said, Amen, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, and whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me. To turn and become like children, I would say that this is a crucial step in building a culture of evangelization. We could say that every good evangelizer, every effective proclaimer of the gospel, has the heart of a child. Now, of course, the Lord doesn't ask that we behave in a childish manner or regress into spiritual immaturity. But He knows, as we all do, that children possess a keen sense of wonder. They observe minor miracles all around them—the smell of breakfast, the sound of the ocean, in the presence on Christmas morning. Little children can't walk past a crack in the wall without pausing and looking at it with great curiosity. Anyone who has gone on a walk with a young child knows what I'm talking about. The walk needs to stop every 50 seconds or so because the child needs to look at something more closely. And from that font of wonder, the gift of faith can grow and flourish. With a child's heart, we can see the handiwork of a loving God in the goodness of creation. And that calls us to trust as well. The kind of trust we see in the eyes of a child who looks up to a parent with humility and innocence and says, Hold me, carry me. Do we turn to our Heavenly Father with that sense of wonder and trust? And can we share the good news with others that God is on our side and has come to rescue us from sin and death and to carry us further and higher than we could possibly imagine? 
So I hope you enjoy these brief interviews and the wisdom and insights of these young disciples, and I'll be back on the other side of these conversations with a closing reflection. I'm joined now by Leonie Schall, who is uh, one of my young nieces. Leonie, um, how old are you? Seven and a half. What is your favorite thing to do at school? Go outside and play on the playground. What is your favorite food? Stinky cheese. (laughs) So you like good, uh, kind of the cheese that smells a little bit from France? Yeah. It is pretty good, especially when you eat it with some bread or crackers. (laughs) All right. Uh, What is your favorite color? Blue. Do you have any prayers that uh, you remember or like to say? Hail Mary. Can you share part of the Hail Mary right now? Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou in women, and blessed are true thou in Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of death. Amen. Amen. Thank you for praying that beautiful prayer. Now, let's see. If someone ever asked you about Jesus and they wondered who he was, what might you say? Who is Jesus? He is the Son of God. And why is he so important? Because he died on the cross for us. He died on the cross for us, for you and for me? Yes. So when you go to church, you go to Mass, do you have a favorite part of the Mass? Is there something that stands out to you during, that, during the time at Mass? The cross. Yeah, the cross is right there in the front, and we get to see it the whole time, right? Yeah. What, what do we do during the first part of the Mass? What are we listening to? Do you remember? No. We listen to the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, so stories from the Old Testament. There's a psalm. I've heard you sing the psalm before at Mass. Is that right? Yeah. What was that like, singing the psalm? Were you, were you a little nervous? Did you have fun? Kind of. Yeah. Kind of both. Kind of both, though. That's all right. Are there any stories that you like to hear about from the Bible? Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve? Who are Adam and Eve? They're people that God and Jesus created. Okay, what about, oh, Jesus taught so many things. He did so many miracles. Do you remember anything he taught or any of his miracles? He turned water to wine. He turned water into wine. Wow, that is special. Yeah. And that was the wedding feast at Cana. That was his, uh, the first miracle that he, he performed. That's a beautiful moment. Um, are there any other things that he taught or any miracles that you remember? Um, he healed a blind man. He did. He healed a lot of blind people. Uh, so Jesus died on the cross, but the story didn't end there, right? What happened after Jesus died on the cross? It didn't stop there, right? Yeah, he rose from the dead. He rose from the dead. When do we celebrate his resurrection? On Easter. <laughs> on Easter Sunday, yes. Do do you like to do anything special on Easter? We go to church, but is there anything else that we do at Easter? I like to hide eggs. <laughs> you like to hide the eggs, not just find them? I like to hide them. Okay. And other people will find them. Yeah. And at Easter, there's a song that we sing a lot that I know that you like. What is something we sing a lot 
at Easter time. Hallelujah. Leonie, thank you so much for your time, and I will talk to you soon. I'm joined now by Tobit Shawl, one of my nephews. In fact, uh, my oldest nephew, he was the one who made me an aunt. Tobit, that's that's a fairly uh, unusual name. You don't hear it too much. Where does it come from? It comes from the book in the Bible, uh, which is like a love story, the book of Tobit. And that's in which testament, old or new? The Old Testament. The Old Testament. Good. You got a pop quiz there for your scripture. So good, good answer. Tobit, how old are you? I am 14 years old. Uh, What has been your favorite subject at school? I enjoy experiment-based science. That's always fun. And then in math, I've always just enjoyed math in general. Very logical. It's a lot like me. Okay. All right. Uh, Do you have a favorite food? Yes, I do. Spring rolls. Spring rolls, good choice. Okay. Uh, Favorite color? Depends on the day. Depends on the day. Okay, like on a Monday? No, it just depends how I feel on that day. (laughs) I'm kidding. All right. Uh, Okay, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, You know, uh, there are times that you pray at school, at home, throughout the day. Are there any prayers that are a favorite of yours that you find yourself turning to um, more frequently? I like the St. Michael prayer a lot, and I say that one quite often. Yeah, why does that one stand out to you? I think St. Michael's a cool saint, uh, the archangel, and he's like he's he's like a strong figure. Yeah, no, he definitely is. Okay, so if a friend asked you about Jesus, how might you reply? Like, who who is he? First of all, I'd question why they don't know who Jesus is. Because even if you're not Catholic, I feel like it's a pretty, like, it's a pretty well-known person. So, but in, like, Christianity, he is our Savior, and he came down from heaven and died for our sins. So let's talk about the experience of going to church, about practicing your faith. Is there a certain part of the Mass that stands out to you that might be a favorite part? Not in particular. Uh, it's all good. Do you have a favorite mass of the year? My favorite mass of the year, I'd say, is the Easter Vigil. Why is that? It's because it's just like the longest mass. So many different things happen. It's very cool. Yeah, we hear a lot of the the Bible in the first part of that mass, which uh, brings me to the question about scripture. Are there any stories from, for instance, like the gospel, uh, where we hear about Jesus' life, ministry, teaching, miracles, anything that stands out to you? I think the crucifixion and the resurrection stand out to me a lot because it's it's like the climax of the story, like the whole biblical story. Yeah. Okay, let's say... Uh, Let's say someone is not very familiar with the Bible and the whole story of Scripture. How might you summarize like what happens um, at that part of the story? Well, I mean, the whole Old Testament is people waiting, and then the whole New Testament is Jesus preaching, and then his his death on the cross for our sins, and then his resurrection. Yeah. And the story doesn't end there, right? It doesn't even end with the resurrection. What happens after that? After that, you have the Acts of the Apostles. You have the Apostles and his disciples going around, spreading the news, dying. And then at the end, it's the story of Revelation. Okay. So how 
how do we continue the story of what God is doing in the world, His love, what Jesus is calling us to? How do we live that out today? We can tell people who don't fully know what the the story of the Bible is, and we can tell them what that is. We can also bring people back to the faith or new people into the faith, even just like amongst your friends, you can just tell them or your family. Yeah. And, and what are some of the ways, even even without maybe talking about mass or prayer, what are some small ways that we can show the love of Jesus? I mean, you can show the love of Jesus just by like going to a homeless shelter, um, helping there, donating food or money, things like that. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. Um, we call those the works of mercy, just acts of charity. Thinking about um, other ways that we live out our faith, we see that in the witness of the sacraments. Um, you've probably seen a number of baptisms, right? Yes. Yeah. What, what kind of stands out? It's a beautiful sacrament. Um, what stands out about the sacrament of baptism? I think the part where they get in the water, they're receiving like the water on their head, or even in the Easter vigil when they're going in all the way. I think that stands out to me. And it's like, it's the part that I think everyone kind of waits for. Yeah. And, and baptism is just really the beginning too, um, because that's the doorway to the other sacraments. Now, Tobit, you recently received a sacrament. What sacrament was that? Confirmation. Okay. What happened at your confirmation? Well, I mean, I received the Holy Spirit. Can you remember any of the gifts? There's fortitude, wisdom, knowledge, piety, understanding. Yeah. I think that's pretty close. I think there was a fear of the Lord in there, counsel. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Again, I gave you a pop quiz there. (laughs) So you did all right. So you received the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And what does the sacrament of confirmation, what does it equip us to do? What equips us to spread the word of God, like in the New Testament, during Pentecost, you have the moment where they all receive the Holy Spirit and then they go out and preach and like 400 people were baptized that day. During the confirmation, uh, Bishop Peter Smith was the celebrant and he asked all of the candidates there to think about a certain grace or a gift that you would like to receive um, at the time of your confirmation. Was there anything that you were asking for that was on your mind? I think I asked for courage and also to be less reactionary, to be more like held back and controlling of myself, especially with our 10 month trip coming up in Europe. I think I need like courage to go out and do things. And also I will be in tight places with my whole family and I might get angry at them. So I want to be able to control myself in those situations. Tobit, I really appreciate your time today. Um, Is there a prayer that you would like to close with? Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be, world without end. Amen. I am joined now by Avila Shal, who is one of my nieces. Avila, how are you today? I am doing very good. Um, How old are you? I am 10 years old. Um, Avila, that is um, a, a very beautiful name. Who, who are you named after? St. Teresa of Avila. Oh, do you, do you know anything about her life? Well, she wasn't, she used to love like being pretty and, but then she noticed when her parents sent her to, uh, to become a nun, she noticed that, well, God's more important than beauty. 
Avila, what is your favorite subject in school? I really like art because you can express all your feelings into like a sheet of paper and yeah. Do you have a favorite food? I really like bean and cheese burritos. It's like really, it tastes like so flavorful. Um, what is your favorite color? My favorite color is purple. Purple. Hmm. Do we see any purple at church sometimes? Well, like in Advent and um, Lent. Uh, Avila, do you have any favorite prayers that you pray during the day or in the evening? I really like Hail Holy Queen. That's one of my favorite prayers, too. Um, Okay, so if there was a friend and they asked you about Jesus, what might you say? Well, he's our Savior. And, well, he came down to earth and sacrificed his life for all of us. Wow, why, why would why would he do that? That's that's a big thing to do. Well, he wanted to do it because well, he wanted to teach all of us that like he loves us so much. I mean, it's so important to have someone who loves you like a lot. Yeah, and when he he does this, so also that we can imitate him too, so that we can love others, right? Yep. How do we imitate him and love other people? Well, if you want to love others and you want to imitate him, you just got to go to mass every day. You got to, you got to, you got to know him. Got to know Jesus. So how do we get to know him? You mentioned mass. What are other ways um, we get to know Jesus? We can also um, do a lot of other things like pray a rosary. You can just like sit in a quiet place outside and just pray to him like all day. Do you have a favorite part of the Mass, Avila? I really like when you receive the Eucharist. What is that like for you when you receive communion? feels like you're embracing Him into your body and your heart and soul. Um, are there any like prayers or anything that you say after receiving communion? Well, I have... Um, I have a missile that has a prayer that says after communion. The priest always says it, but I normally say it right when I'm praying, and I normally just like pray for my family and all my friends. That's a beautiful prayer. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite song that um, you've sung at mass? I like Silent Night. Silent Night. So when do we sing that one? Christmas. And when we sing Silent Night at the parish, there's something we we do in the church with the lights that makes it so special. We turn them off and they're just candles and the spotlight and just me, my friends, and God. Uh, Can you sing the first uh, few words of Silent Night? Silent Night, Holy Night, all is calm. All is bright. That's beautiful. Thanks, Avila. What are some other things about church life, about Mass, that you enjoy? Well, I like the um, the readings because you got to learn about God. you got to strengthen in your th- faith when you learn about it and how many miracles there was. Ooh, that's a good point. So let's talk about the Bible. Are there any stories from the Bible that might be uh, your favorite? I really like Moses. 
Really cool. What about stories from the life of Jesus, um, the time that he spent with his disciples, uh, his teachings, his healings, anything that stands out from that? I like the woman at the well. Can you tell us a little bit about that story? Well, Jesus went up to the well, and there was a Samaritan, a Samaritan woman. Yes, and she was um, she was getting some water, and she was sad because well, and Jesus told her everything she's ever done. And how did how did she respond? She was like, "He's the Son of God." He is the Son of God. That's a great story, Avila. Thanks for sharing. Um, let's see. Uh, so anything else about um, following Jesus, about being a member of a parish that brings you joy that you want to share with others? Well, when, you, when you're in a parish, you know that someone loves you so much and you don't have to worry or anything like that. Um, thank you so much for your time today, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you. I'm joined now by Ewan Shaw, who is one of my nephews. Uh, Ewan, how old are you? Um, I just turned 12 last month. And Ewan, what is uh, your favorite subject in school? Um, I think math. All right, math. Um, Do you have a favorite food? I don't think so. I like all of them. Okay, that's all right. Do you have a favorite color? Blue. Uh, let's talk about, uh, maybe some prayers. Ewan, do you have a favorite prayer? Um, I think the St. Michael prayer. Okay. When do you pray the St. Michael, the archangel prayer? Um, I pray it near bedtime with the rest of my family when we say six other prayers. Hmm, Can you name any of the other uh, six prayers that you do? Um, our father... Hail Mary, the Michael prayer, um, a Joseph prayer, the glory be, hail Holy Queen, and then the guardian angel prayer. That's awesome. And you try to do that each evening with the family, right? Yeah. So if a friend, um, if a friend asked you who Jesus was, what would you say? Um, I would say he is God and the Messiah. He came to earth because he wanted to save all of humanity from their sins. Let's talk about going to church and the experience of going to Mass. What pew do you normally sit in when you go to church? The first pew or the pew behind it. Okay, so uh, you're near the music area too, and you get a front seat to kind of a lot of stuff going on during the Mass. Um, Is there any part of the Mass that kind of stands out to you? Um, I would say the consecration. The consecration. Could you remind us, like, what's happening at the consecration? Um, The bread is being transferred into the body of Jesus. Okay, excellent. I love that time, too, where, especially where the the priest holds up the body of Christ and your eyes just kind of go up um, to what he's holding. Do you have a favorite song that you've sung at church? Um, Oceans. Is there um, a favorite story that you have from the Gospels? The beginning of Matthew, the lineage. The lineage. That's a really interesting choice. Why do you like the lineage, like that genealogy? It's just cool that like Abraham is related to David and then David is related to Jesus. Any other stories from the New Testament? When, um, When Jesus sent out his apostles two by two to heal 
and spread the word. That's a good one. Uh, if I remember correctly, the uh, the Easter Vigil is one of your favorite masses of the year. Is that right? Uh huh. Why why the Easter Vigil? What's different about it? A lot of stuff. Well, there's the readings of the Old Testament, and then there's the baptisms, and then we do the candles and the fire. And yeah, it's just like different from all the other masses. That's true. It's a little bit longer, right? Like three times longer. <laughs> like three times longer. Um, what other parts of the liturgies around Easter do you enjoy? Um, I also like Good Friday. Oh, Good Friday. Yeah, because we go to um, venerate the cross, right? Uh-huh. And I also like how they like sing the readings. Oh, right, because the passion is sung, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is it something that maybe when you're older, would you want to be part of that? Yeah, that'd be fun. What happens at a baptism? You're cleansed from your original sins. You're cleansed from your original sin. And what's the stuff that's used during a baptism? Holy water and the oil stuff. Yeah, the oil. And um, do you remember the words that the priest says when he's doing the actual baptizing? I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I am so grateful for your time. Um, So do you want to end with the guardian angel prayer? Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God loves, commits me here. Ever this day be at my side to light, to guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Thanks so much, Ewan, for your time. Talk to you soon. Bye. In one of my conversations, my niece Avila mentioned that when you're a member of a parish, you know that someone loves you so much. It got me honestly thinking, is that the experience of most Catholics in their parish? Are we building communities of faith within our local church where someone could really enter into that space and encounter the love of Christ? Now, there's no doubt that at every single Mass and when we receive Holy Communion, we are able to have that experience of the one who loves us so much, loves us perfectly, in fact. But that reality of communion with Christ should spill over into all the other aspects of parish life, of home life, of work, of school. There isn't a place on earth, actually, that wouldn't benefit from this knowledge that truly we are loved by God and that we are called to share in His divine life, not just for a season, but for eternity. We are meant for a joy that knows no end. And I want to wrap up with a note to parents who are striving to raise their children in the faith. Pope Francis shared the following words at a Mass in 2017 when he baptized a group of newborn babies. He said, You have asked for faith for your children, the faith that will be bestowed in baptism. Faith is not reciting the creed on Sunday when we go to Mass. It is not only this. Faith is believing what is the truth. God the Father who sent His Son and the Spirit that enlivens us. But faith is also entrusting oneself to God. And this you must teach them with your example, with your life. And faith is light. In the ceremony of baptism, you will be given a lighted candle as in the early days of the church. For this reason, baptism in those days was called illumination, because faith illuminates the heart. It shows things in a different light. 
You have asked for faith. The church gives faith to your children with baptism, and you have the task of making it grow, safeguarding it so that it may become testimony for all others. This is the meaning of this ceremony. I would like to tell you only this. Safeguard the faith. Make it grow so it may be testimony for others. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, my name is Miriam Marston, and I hope you'll join me next time as we continue to blaze a trail of faith, hope, and love here in the Pacific Northwest. Until then, stay well and stay close to Christ. God bless you all. You've been listening to Blazing the Trail, a weekly show dedicated to the church's mission of evangelization. For more information on Miriam Marston and her work, plus an archive of our past shows, visit us online at matradayradio.com or download the Hail Mary Media app. Blazing the Trail is produced at the studios of Matraday Radio in Portland, Oregon. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.